Hello, just a quick bit before this week's episode to let you know that we have a Patreon you can subscribe to if you like what we're doing here and you want more of it. You probably already knew that. We don't stop going on about it. What you didn't know is that you can currently get a little free trial so you know exactly what you'd get as part of your subscription. You can head to patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in the show notes to get your first seven days free. All you need to do is pick which tier you'd like a free trial of. The Biggest Mates tier is the one that has all the extras in it. And then for seven days, you are free to listen to any episode we've released in the last six months. You can cancel any time or just leave the subscription rolling if you like what you find. It's charged monthly. And during any month, as part of that Biggest Mates tier, you'll get ad-free episodes of this show every Monday. You'll get a brand new episode of our new Manic Street Preacher show every month. Two episodes every month of The Ultimate Playlist, our themed playlist show, where we talk about all kinds of different music, different artists, different genres, different eras, and one or two bonus episodes every month, depending on the length of the month. That's two episodes every week. There's also other tiers to trial. One that is just the Manic Show and ad-free What Is Music episodes, and another that is just ad-free What Is Music episodes. But hey, if the first seven days are free, why not try a bit of everything? Plus, all tiers include access to the exclusive subscriber-only Discord where we discuss the shows, the bands we've covered, various music topics, and loads of other stuff, including some games that the friendly community have devised themselves. So head on over to our Patreon page now to claim your free seven-day trial. Go to patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in our show notes. See you there. It was demented for me to learn that Yoda is literally the same voice as Fozzie Bear. And Kermit. Yeah, but and, as in, not as in like the yeah. same actor, but like the voice of Yoda is yeah. just the voice that he does for Fozzie Bear. Did you not get it when he said, Jedi, you are waka waka? Mm. No. Okay, I think it's in Return of the Jedi. Oh, isn't he dead before Return of the Jedi? No, he dies Did in I? Return of the Jedi. He dies at the start. Spoilers, guys. He dies oh. at the start of Revenge of the Jedi. Uh, which is the today, original title. Well done, Lucas. Today is the first day where I think I've gone, God, it's properly hot, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Mate, I sat, I've been in meetings all day at work, right? Sat in the boardroom for basically six of the eight hours of the day. Yeah. Warm. It warm. is. There's like, there was like warm. six or seven of us in there all day. Yeah. South-facing. Mm-hmm. Ooh, warm. Lovely. Warm. Oh, yeah, warm. I, it does sound warm, though. Steve, I believe you're wearing shorts. I am wearing, I'm wearing shorts. Do you want to see them? I'm no. not wearing any trousers at all. That's, that's how do warm you remember, it is. Hold on. Do you remember in summer? It was my leg. summer. And oh, I yeah. imagine what happened again. Do you remember how we used to sit here oh, tops in off like episodes. pants? Yeah, 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 We'd yeah. just be sat here, sweaty boys. I love a Tops Off episode. Uh, Those are the days. That'll happen again. I might do it today. Or in order to cool down, I could turn my heating off. What do you think? <laughs> that's unbelievable. Well, he really is like, I've got to make the use of the fixed rate. I'm on a fixed yeah. rate. I want yeah. a fixed rate. I pay the same every month. It's going up in August. It's 35 outside. Put it on full. <laughs> Let's just go all in. Rinse them for all they're worth. Anyway, hello. Welcome to What Is Music, a music podcast about music. We are a podcast that focuses on discographies in their entirety, doing deep dives on one artist at a time. You join us in season four which is called Is It Rad in Your Head? A critical analysis of the history, cultural impact and music of Radiohead. And we're going through their entire career, album by album, 
track by track, asking questions like, does context matter when you're listening to music? Does knowing the history of an artist affect your appreciation of their output? And this season we are, of course, asking, is it rad in your head? And just to be clear, we're asking, is it rad in your head in regards to the band Radiohead? Not, is it rad in your head in regards to this full season of a podcast which is called Rad in Your Head and it was now in your head? I'm Adam Scott Glasspool. I Colin Greenwood. I love the artistry, the emotion, and also the context that surrounds music. With me, as always, is someone who said they don't care about art or talking about art, doesn't often relate personally to music, and Colin Green wouldn't. It is, of course, Lucas Way. Johnny Green. Oh, mm. yeah, no, I see what you've done. In the middle of that, we have someone who can appreciate context, art, and subject matter. He's just learning how to convey that in the form of words. And Colin Green might. Steve Murphy. Barry Greenwood. Yeah, okay, sure. Who's Barry it's Greenwood? The thir- it's the third unknown the, Greenwood brother. The third Greenwood. Well, you like know what the that Gallagher's means. The, we need to do another episode then, don't we? Don't we? Oh, we need no. to do the what Barry Greenwood in the, episode. In the Three Bears, yeah. yeah. whose is just right? Little Bear. Yeah. Little Bears is just right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Separate beds for the parents. Interesting, yeah. isn't it? They've, oh, had that's... They've had their kid. Why do they need to... Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Welcome yeah, back to the podcast, to. guys. How are you? And all that sort of stuff. I'm wearing shorts. Oh, that's, I think we covered that, actually. But a hoodie. I'm, I'm wearing uh, oh, headphones. yeah, bad. So I've, I'm hot, top-wise. Yeah. But freezing, knee-wise. I'll tell you what, a, a welcome return of a feature as well. Hat check, you are also wearing a hat. That can't be helping your uh, temperature regulation. It's helping me feel I've got better about myself, because you should see... The, you're just going to slurp that on my... Yeah, it's incredibly hot. It's incredibly hot. <laughs> it's going to really warm me up. How are you, Lucas? You all right? Steve, you, uh, Adam, Steve, yeah, Adam. One of them. Adam, yeah, your yeah. tea has made me really want a cup of tea. So this just, is a uh, herbal tea. This is a positive energy tea because today I'm full of negative energy. Yeah. That's what I'm just texting the old the old wife. The love little, of your life. Like, yeah. little request for some the tea. The old wife. Yeah, what yeah, about yeah, the young one? Sure. Well, while she you wait like, for your tea, like why, don't I, why don't I introduce what we're doing today? We are going through the entire discography of Colin Greenwood's Radiohead, yeah. uh, and you join us okay. towards the end right. of this season. Having devoted specific episodes to every member of Radiohead and their solo careers, except Colin Greenwood, and so here is the Colin Greenwood one, in order to help us answer the question, what music? Guys, for you, what music? Um, Colin Greenwood. Yeah, good, good point. Um, episodes where I've got no notes and yep. don't know what we're going to talk about. So like 50% of our episodes then? Oh, sorry. And just to interrupt, you yeah. can shorten that to notes. <laughs> yeah, you can, but it's very confusing if Lucas comes in and says, guys, I'm really sorry, but today I've got notes. You know, that's, that's quite a confusing... <laughs> Which means no sentiment. notes. It means no notes, yeah. yeah. You'd have to explain that to us. Well, because um, you know, otherwise I'd be saying goats, which is, I've got notes. Yep. Okay, <laughs> right. Guys, yeah. I'm sorry, goats. <laughs> okay, I mean, no, wait. Hang on. I'm sorry, I've goats. Yeah, yes. I've goats. What if I've I say goats? But there's a silent N, isn't it? It'd be a silent N. Like, so I've no. got known. I've got no notes, which shortened to goats, because it's a silent N on notes. I think, I think that notes would have a silent G more often than... Doesn't matter. The, the thing we're here... I'm thinking to... of Nasher and Nipper, you know, from Beano. They had a G. You, Which you one was Nipper? The yeah, but that's a that silent G, isn't it? Not oh, a silent yeah. N. Yeah, Adam. So that's the point I was making. 1-0. One 1-0, nil. One nil. okay. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, great. All right. Play on. Uh, guys, uh, fear him, run from him. Colin Green would arise all the same. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah. I'd agree, yeah. I do fear him. 
I wouldn't run from him. Uh, well, he I moves I, quite slowly, I think. I Yeah, I reckon he's really slow. I, I but apropos of nothing, yeah. I reckon he's the least physically active of the Radiohead members. No, there's no way. I think he's con I I think he's constantly moving. I think he's oh. like the thing from It Follows. Well th- well this is what I was gonna suggest is that he might not be physically active. He's constantly moving, but because he hover to, he hovertates yeah, he uh, one he inch hovertates. Off, off the ground yeah, yeah. Uh, towards you at a very, very slow pace. Do, do you Doesn't mean matter like how fast you run, moving. he'll always be there. Do you yeah. mean he's constantly moving and like there's always someone being moved by him? Yeah. And his yeah. presence and his yeah. soul. Maybe. Like, yeah, Maybe. I think so, actually. Actually, yeah. I just realised Johnny Greenwood exists, so he definitely does the least physical exercise of them. Of them. And yet, <laughs> mysteriously, <laughs> is, is nine stone. <laughs> yeah, he's always yeah. been nine stone. Always. <laughs> um, uh, impressions of Colin Greenwood, please. Off you go. The, uh, oh, the Steve did a physical impression. Yeah. I mean, like, what is your impression of God? Don't oh. do it again. What is Big, your understanding of Colin Greenwood? Big middle child energy. <laughs> what, what does that mean? <laughs> Big middle child energy. What does that mean? Johnny's the, the Johnny's overachiever. Yeah. I assume, that, I, assume, I assume there's a daughter who's Barry. the youngest and, she's, and she gets spoiled. I think it's just the two brothers. I might be wrong. Uh, well, big second son energy then. Mm. You know, can't live mm. up to his big brother. You know, well, one of those. Colin, big, is the, Colin is the older big, one, is the thing. Big Harry of, you know, the cunt family fame. Yeah. Does it, does it matter that Colin is the older of the two and Johnny's the youngest member of Radiohead? Yeah, you can still have, you can still have, oh, no, he's the older member. Older you can member, still have middle child energy. energy or second son energy without being the, 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 the younger or the middle one. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. What about take Andy of- Bernard as an example? I will. I'll take fictional character Andy Bernard. Yeah. Um, I, what, what does he add to Radiohead? What does he subtract to Radiohead? What does he add to your life? What does he subtract he's a, from he's your a, life? Si- he's a silent assassin. He's a silent, Ooh. silent but important But he uses amplifiers. Member. He does, yeah, that's true. He's not that it's quiet. a good observation, yeah, but, actually. Yeah, but guess what? I've never heard him speak, so... Yes, you have. You have, yeah. You've heard him speak French, I believe. Mm. Radiohead. I don't yes. remember. <laughs> okay, cool. Oh, that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Luke Collins must be so easy to gaslight. Like, he's so. just so easy to gaslight. Because you're like, no, you have. And you'll go, oh, yeah. did I? Oh, maybe. <laughs> no, because I'm, oh, so stubb- I'm also stubborn and we'll be, I'm, I'll say, no, I didn't. I don't remember that. I don't accept it. Oh. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I didn't. It's the source of about 80% of my rouse of my wife. But you said this. No, I didn't. Well, you did. Well, I didn't. <laughs> It's also about eight percent of our rouse. Rouse. Yeah. What does that mean? Like arguments. Oh, rouse. Not R-O-W like rouse. rouse. Not like arouse. Not our. No, but it's also eighty percent of the things that arouse my wife. <laughs> okay, cool. My wife. Uh, I suppose it's remarkable that he hasn't had a solo career, right? Well, I first of all, like impressions apart from. Which yeah. again, you can't hear. You know, it's an face. audio form. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know, I know, I know. But but for the listeners at home, okay. But also, um, why is that face an impression of him? Uh, it's the face that because he of pulls. that one emoji from the Discord. Yeah. He pulls yeah, that and that's face where in. It's uh, only, that's only where it's from, by the way. <laughs> in the King of Lives of the Basement, he makes that face when a song kicks in. Yeah, um, <laughs> he is like absolute backbone of the band. Like the band would be nowhere without the rhythm section, as strong mm. as it is with Phil and Colin. Like yeah. Colin brings so much to it, and he is the unsung hero. I think in order to have a full rhythm section, you simply have to have a bass. Yeah, would could 
But could someone else who's a competent and good bassist do an equally good job? Well, Colin Greenwood, I suppose. Mm. Because we... We kind of work on the basis that that. there's kind of only one Johnny Greenwood and there's kind of only one Tom York. There's only one Johnny Greenwood (laughs) and one Tom York. (laughs) But you reckon that... uh, No, I I think... But, like, I suppose in terms of when you're in a band or whatever, like, if if you are Colin Greenwood, it's so much more than your technical ability. I think his technical ability is incredible and, like, the way that he pushes the beat and lies into a groove is incredible. But also it's about the chemistry you have with the other members of the band, right? So you can't repl- you can't just stick in someone else yeah. instead of Colin Greenwood because then it's no longer the same chemistry. It's no longer the same vibe, you know. Well, I guess uh, how are the smile in terms of rhythm? I guess we didn't really remark on it when we did an episode on them. So we did. Uh, we remarked on it uh, for a whole section where I talked about how the uh, bass duties were swapped between Tom and Johnny and how good a bassist Tom actually is. Don't don't remember that, and you won't convince me that I said it. <laughs> I did, well, you right, didn't say okay. it. <laughs> There's no way you said it. <laughs> um, <laughs> They're obviously drawn to strong uh, uh, rhythm because they obviously had dead flea in flipping Atmos for Peace as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's obviously, you know, they recognise the importance. They being Tom York. Yes, yeah. sure. Recognise the importance, <laughs> you know. There is a bit of that, isn't there, that it's just, it's kind of Tom York's band, which is a shame, I think, because I think... Ev- Johnny Greenwood, Johnny Greenwood. <laughs> I think every member of Radiohead like, adds something. But I think him, like, Colin Greenwood has done bits and pieces he's added bass to a bunch of people's records and we have like we've singled those out as we've gone through the podcast and we have um remarked upon when he's like added something to tom york's solo album or he added something to ed's solo album didn't he or he did some programming for one of johnny's uh scores for body song so he's around but that's not really a compelling episode we don't have anything that we have like listened to or have experienced that we can talk about. But what I do have is this. So I've just I've popped a little link in the chat there for you guys. Oh God. Um Pornhub. What is this? So this is actually going to be a little bit of like a commentary episode, I suppose. Make sure to pause it before you before you click on it. Ah. Oh, so didn't. what it is is it's it's a fashion event for Dries Van Noten. Right, and and they're debuting their women's spring slash summer twenty fourteen line. Okay, mm. and of course oh, for fashion it. shows, you have accompanying music, usually composed, especially for the event. Tom York has done loads of those because he's very into his fashion. You know, Twist from Anima was originally made as runway music for people to walk the catwalk to. You know, Ooh. strike a pose, ka-chow. Uh, it was Is it a runway or a catwalk? Uh, either one. Uh, either one's fine. Uh, in Greenwood, he's so hot right now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, mm. So for this event, uh, Colin Greenwood was asked to contribute something, and what he contributed was a solo bass performance. Amazing. See, that's okay. great. Can I? This is a really horrible question to ask. Yeah. Why did they approach Colin? <laughs> what, what do like, you mean? It's Colin like, Greenwood from Radiohead. Yeah, yeah but, but no, I, I get that. No, but you like, don't, though. It doesn't feel unproven, like you do. Unproven as a composer in his own right, though. No, that's not true. He, he well, composes all we doing... the bass lines. He, com- he, he composes For all the bass whole lines. songs, Fine. though. Like, did whole they things. want a bass performance, then? Yeah, did they specifically want bass? Otherwise, <laughs> yeah, why I would you go so, to I reckon, Colin Greenwood? Or did they go, let's get Tom York? And they went, like, oh, he's not getting back to us. Let's no, get Johnny Greenwood. Let's get Ed O'Brien. This is the order of importance for the band. Do you think they contacted the wrong Let's get Nigel Godrich. Oh, he's not. 
<laughs> Let's get chalk. Yeah. <laughs> no. I reckon they meant to contact Johnny, and then once they realised they, oh, no. they were like, they were like, it's too polite. They were too polite. We can't. Oh, stop shit. Colin Greenwood is out there. I reckon he gets offered loads of stuff and is quite selective about what he does. And he doesn't actually really want to be in the limelight. But anyway. Quite selective. Yeah, quite selective. Very. He's Very done selective. nothing. Apart from this, from yeah. 2014, his solo okay. bass performance. Uh, Colin Greenwood, bass guitar, solo performance. It's on YouTube. It's about 20 minutes long. Uh, and we're going we're gonna to play it. Okay, are we ready? I hope we're this gonna... is literally just like proper like... All right. Well, let's see. Are we ready? There's a link in the show notes for those who want to watch along with us. Here we go. Three, two, one, play. There you go. It's a big sort of empty room. There's Colin Greenwood. There's a bass guitar and a bass amp. Yeah, and And it goes uh, phone out. And a bass guitarist. Mm -hmm. That's Colin Greenwood. He's Mm -hmm. turning up the bass there. And for the fashion show, he's worn a T-shirt and uh, jeans. Oh, big, strong opening note. This is so weird already. That's a D, I think. Is that a D? On the five. What's he's that? tapping. I'm not really sure. He must have a rhythm in his head, I suppose. Because the bass is definitely kind of the, it's kind of the instrument you would use as a joke of something that people want to hear by itself. It's not a solo instrument, typically. I will like. I there's will a say. joke in the, there's a joke in the office where he goes instead of getting a string quartet for four yeah. hours or for an hour, I paid the the double bass player for four hours. <laughs> like that's the joke. Mm, I mean, or Big Bottom, yeah. Big Bottom by Spinal Tap. Like mm. that's the joke. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, oh, different note. Yeah, okay, right. Note there. <laughs> okay. Oh, God, is this is go 20, 20 minutes. 20 minutes of this. <laughs> Lovely. Are we even going to see some like fashion? Yeah, I was kind of hoping to see I, the actual runway. I don't believe that we see the fashion. We, I think oh. we do get a different angle of Colin Greenwood at one point because this is this is quite disorientating actually. It's top down. It's like we're playing yeah. an old style GTA game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> so we actually can't really see what he's doing on the base. <laughs> In a minute, he's literally going to run off and steal a car. Yeah, run yeah. over those people that are in orange. The Harry Krishnas. Oh, was it supposed to be the Harry Krishnas? Yeah. So. Oh no. Yeah. W- welcome to. Have you, have you played a GTA game before? This sounds really offensive. Yeah, it's quite offensive. Yeah, quite is it offensive. hate crime? Yeah. yeah, I think yeah, definitely. Yeah. If you got them all in a row, you'd get a. A word. Up, saying Garanga or something. I can't yeah. remember the word. Was it Garanga? Oh, I don't know. Is that bad? Is that a bad word? I don't know. I don't know. Adam, if it's a bad word, bleep that. All right. Okay. I will do. I wasn't listening. <laughs> I, could, I, was, I was just so enraptured by the bass, you know? I mean, it. I mean, it. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. I might skip ahead. No, no, no. We I want to go to 18. 18. <laughs> <laughs> It's quite atmospheric, isn't it? Um, if you're if you're not watching along, uh, this is what he's doing. Dum dum dum. I and then occasionally it is dum dum demented dum, to me that they dum. asked him to <laughs> submit something, and he literally did just submit him playing a bass. I love the idea that this is the baseline to a Radiohead track. And he's turned up thinking that the whole band's going to be there. And he's like, shit, I guess I've just got to play this. <laughs> You've got to go on. You've got to go on, haven't you? Uh, Garanga is a term 
popularized uh, by the Hare Krishna movement, uh, it is used to describe happiness. Oh. Oh, God. <laughs> so when you run them all down in a car, in the game, point out, that's happiness. Yeah. All right. Well, he's really I mean, it's a up. good baseline. that baseline up nicely, isn't he? Got loads to say about it, is there? <laughs> well, no, because now a full-length track has gone yeah. by, so three and a half minutes have gone, and there's there's fourteen minutes left. There, is, there is about fourteen minutes left. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's interesting. <sighs> that's true. Anyone enough, got mate. anything uh, interesting to talk about? <laughs> oh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favourite hate crime you can commit in a video game? <laughs> Murder. Is that a hate crime? I don't know. The team's pretty hateful. I right? hated it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. Is that, is that from the office as well? Yes. So when you don't have anything, your brain just immediately goes to, what are all of the office things that I can add to this? Yeah. Which I think is lovely. I've, I've been watching a lot of office recently. I, I picture you as someone who's always watching the office. There was a time in my life mm. where I just I would just fall asleep watching The Office every single oh, day. Oh, yeah, same. As it, I as I'm sure is a thing for many people the world over. Big I think uni energy, especially. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, no, nowadays no. But me and Hannah have recently just done a, a full full run through of it. Really tails off at the end, doesn't it? Uh, well, that's the thing. I get to in, a certain point, and it's mainly when it goes through the the new managers, and I'm like. Oh, but Robert California there. is an extremely good character. Yeah, and then but I'm like, oh yeah, but oh, the beginning's fun. Let's just go back and do that. He's well, that's what it. we've just done. We've now gone back to season one. Yeah, well, yeah, lovely. Yeah, yeah. That's because we started our watch through in season five. Of course. Why did you do that? Yeah. Because I, and this is you know point of contention in our house, but uh, I'm convinced that we watched seasons one through four about 18 months ago, and I was basically picking up from where we left off. Yeah. Hannah's adamant that didn't happen, and I won't be ghastly. <laughs> Hannah's adamant. She is adamant, yeah. Ooh, oh, my God. This baseline's great. But it is she, just a She baseline. can make me stand <laughs> and deliver. But yeah. <laughs> Uh, I actually, I maybe the uh, maybe the camera angle does not change, but I really like the uh, the lighting. Look at the shadows. Yeah, the shadows casting. are something. Yeah. That's probably the most interesting part of this. Do you know why it makes it look like there's more than just him there? Yeah, yeah. Because there's now four of him. Is this the most sort of like purely like something you would see in a modern art gallery thing that we've watched together or like done together? Yes. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> this is like an installation. Bits oh, yeah. of most ex- 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 exciting giant growing mouth, or whatever it's called. Growing, yes, that's growing right. The most mouth. exciting growing mouth of yeah. all time. Well, I wonder what's on his phone because he got his phone out at the start, propped it up. There's the something lyrics. on the screen. It's the lyrics. It's lit up. <laughs> <laughs> and all it says is there's nothing. And at the very, very end, it says, Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Adam, um, this I, is I a demented think... thing to make us do. <laughs> what, what are we doing? Did you hear that slapping? I get, the, slap of the, base I get the idea that we deserve, Colin deserves an episode. Does, yeah. I feel like it would have been better for us to have just done what you said we shouldn't do, which is go through stuff that he's featured on and discuss. No, this is better. Yeah, this is fine. <laughs> um, so is there... Ooh, boom. Is there... Ooh, <laughs> oh, he did it with there. Is there... Is there fashion happening when he's doing this? Or is this just I think at so, the yeah. event? I don't know. 
Okay, <laughs> good. That's great. Let's have a look. I mean, the top... This really shows that Pete Radiohead can truly get away with anything. The top comment on YouTube, mind-blowing genius on every level. I well, mean, uh, uh, j- j- just to be clear, this is improvised. This is an improvisational performance. In which case, definitely what's on his phone then. Uh, I think it was the, the original metronome that he started. Fine. Or it might be, and this is something that I do for my sets, a timer where he's like, I'm not doing more than 20 minutes. Right, okay. <laughs> One of the comments just says, love this version of My Iron Lung. Yeah, okay, oh, yeah, he, yeah. Does, he goes into My Iron Lung at one point. Oh. So that, you spoiled it for yourself, haven't you? Uh, Adam? Yeah? I probably wouldn't have recognised it. You know I'd, also I'd what, point it out to you, wouldn't I? Do you know what Lucas is doing? Which is fair enough. Disco. Grasping for content. Yeah, well, yeah. No, I'm from the whole episode. Possibly can. How are you guys doing with your How are you guys doing content. with your Radiohead re-listen ahead of us, us doing our final thoughts? Uh, uh, listen to the Bends two times because I wanted to listen to the Bends and then realised that is what we're supposed to be doing. On uh, on Saturday, I listened to almost their entire discography back to back. That's a good day. I pa- I think I got I got from Pablo Honey and I got to, like I got to fifteen step. I got to the end of fifteen step. I think. Oh, lovely. So I did everything pre in rainbows. In so you one... stopped during your favourite Radiohead album. Well, I got to I got to a, you know a point when I don't know something happened that made me stop doing. Oh it, no! What happened? He was he was edging. I was edging. edging finally, it finally when in rainbows come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it, 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 it <laughs> happened. Started with Pablo Honey, and it's like this is gonna be easy. This is gonna be easy, yeah. <laughs> easy. And then it got a bit difficult. And then you know when we got to sort of like some of the other you know sort of that amnesiac Elsa thief, it got a bit easier for a while, and then it got a bit impossible when it got to. Him. The, the the big radio. To be clear, when re-listen. I say impossible, impossible not to come. Yeah, we got. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. The the, the big Radiohead re-listen is pretty much what I'm doing every day of my life, and I've yeah, been yeah, before this season you, you and will really. do after this season. I mean, add. I mean, you know, to go behind the scenes a little bit, how the sausages made and all the sweet the wizard sleeve, all that. Oh, yeah, bits, greatest mm-hmm. bits. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this week's been great because I've not had to specifically listen to anything for the two episodes we're recording tonight. I've been having to listen to Will of the People. Guess what? Pretty familiar with that album. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Easy. And yep. a Manix album. Great. Mm. It's been easy. Guess you know, what I've been I've... having time to Guess what I've been having time to do? Listen to other things. Oh, wow. What have you been listening to, Lucas? I, uh, doom, I, I posted doom, about this on Discord doom, last doom, night, doom, but you obviously doom, don't care doom, about my words. Um, I, went to my, I went to my uni. I suddenly got a, a hit. A, I wanted a hit of uni nostalgia. I read this. Yeah. Your, your yeah playlist, I went to my uni yeah. friend and just went, oh, guys, I want to set up a playlist. Start throwing out ideas. One of them immediately sent me a link. He's made it. He's done it. Made it collaborative. I added a few little bits. I, I've been listening to it for the last. There day. you go. He's Loving doing. He's doing the riff to my own lung on the bass. Nice. <laughs> that sounds great. I tell you what, Chuck. Uh, Chuck University in the ultimate playlist themes. Let's do that. That sounds fun. Nice. He's going to yeah, do that now. He got so excited. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Steve, mate. Sorry, mate. Um, <laughs> Great. What fun. I won't turn up to that one. It'd Lucas, I'll tell you what, we'll also put on there things you could smell. Do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Adam, can we rename Two songs called Nothing. Lucas, in this time where you've not got as much to listen to, do you think you could put your picks on for the ultimate playlist? We'll talk about I've that later. What? They I've don't need to go got, on I've got, I've got one. We'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. I, mean, I need to put... Off mic, off mic. Do you know what I've been doing? I have been... Preparing season five. How exciting is that? So Have I've you been, really? Yeah, and I've I've been very good about it this time as well. Uh, big Ooh. clap from the audience. Big, yeah, I guess something yeah, happened in the something fashion. Must have happened. Something. Must or, have or happened. they were like, "Oh, I really like this one basement." <laughs> Adam, am I am I actually putting in things you can smell? 
Yes, please. Okay, yeah, okay, I'll do that. <laughs> things you can... It's easy for can... me. I'm aware of things you can smell. I can smell anything, just nothing just look, happens in my brain. songs that are like called Nothing or <laughs> An Absence or something like that. Well, no, Steve will pick a load of songs that he nothings. Yes, that's exactly, exactly. No, oh, it's good, getting slappy. Yeah, he's getting slappy. And he's really getting into it as well. Oh, I just Ooh. looked at the timestamp thinking we were like da, da, About da, halfway whoa, through. Whoa, whoa, whoa. A photographer. Ooh, Get off a the stage. There's a photographer. Tell you what, I'd love to see those pictures. I'd love to be able to see what he's doing. Love to see them. We'd love to see those photos that we're watching someone take from a better angle than we're viewing the performance. That'd be great. I'd love that. We'd love to see those pictures, actually. Actually, I'd love to see those pictures. There's right, loads amazing. of people. I think now the audience are just milling about. Oh, they are. Look. <laughs> well, why suddenly what oh. suddenly changed no i think they might be uh oh he's doing my own lung again uh they might be i don't know i've got no idea he's just surrounded by people now all of them taking photos of him oh, yeah. i found some good photos of it adam have you actually absolutely surrounded by people like mm. it's in like a giant hall yeah yeah, um, yeah and he's just there and i bet no one knows who the fuck he is what are you on about everyone knows who he is no, not necessarily. People know who Radiohead are. He would have as been a, billed as, as like Colin Greenwood from Radiohead, and the Colin Greenwood would have been very, very small, and the Radiohead would have been huge. <laughs> oh, I just stupidly because we're saying the word Radiohead a lot of times. I've just typed in on Google Dryers Van Noten Radiohead, and all I'm getting is Tom York in a big blue suit. Oh, I love that blue suit. Uh, what's his name again? Colin Greenwood. Colin Greenwood. Yeah. Just, do you think Tom York like would enjoy the? Is because obviously it was last night, and I keep seeing it on my TikTok the Met Gala. Do you think that's his vibe? Do you think he he's loves been, that shit? I think he's been to the Met Gala before. Yeah, oh, I bet that he, I bet like he wore vibe. something. I bet he wore something a bit more normal though. Um, I think the photo that goes around isn't actually from the Met Gala. It's from something else. But he he wore this like long coat, right? That looks just like a normal black coat, but on the back has like a still from a silent movie, like all over the back of it. Look, he looks great. He's a, he's a fashionable guy, actually, Tom York now. But yeah. we're not here to talk about Tom York. We're talking about Colin Greenwood and his bass guitar actually, solo performance. I do actually quite like the whole Met Gala thing. I mean, I don't like that, you know, the things they're wearing could could pay for a household for years. And it's all still art, it. though, isn't it? But I, I just think it's just cool and weird. Maybe, I mean, Jared Leto wearing a giant cat outfit is certainly a choice. But Did mm. you see the dog's reaction? There was <laughs> no. a dog in the audience terrified of it oh. <laughs> really funny it, it's this dog going oh, i'm not sure and it zooms out and it's jared leto fucking dancing around as a cat yeah i mean it's it's still it's fashion it's art like i mean it, it's if anything you know cool like it might cost a lot but so does i don't know a lot of oils on a bit of paper am what? i right do you think this uh, season was too long huh <laughs> I mean, I was thinking about this earlier, and I was thinking we went about the, too deep. I was thinking about <laughs> we the fact too that because I've I've been getting a lot of my, I've been getting a lot of like uh you know on this day stuff through my like Google Photos like one year ago, yeah, and yeah. I was on my honeymoon, and I was like, oh wow, I was on my honeymoon a year ago, and I was trying to think of like, oh what? I then for some reason my mind went to what for the pod was I having to listen to, okay and computer, I just didn't remember right? yeah. I had OK Computer. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> a year ago I had OK Computer, their third album of of nine. We were a third of the to way listen to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's taken so long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good band, good band. This is great. I love this. Yeah, this is one. Is of the this best your favorite episode? Done. I think it might be. Yeah, I love that little disco walk up that he keeps doing. But, but Adam, has but, this but, been your favorite but, season? Uh, yeah, yeah, same. 
Oh, the Manic the Manic season always be special. Yeah, but the music's not as good though. I agree that it had a special vibe, but the music's not as good. Hot take. <laughs> yeah. Hot take. Manix not as good as radio. I, I mean, that might be a hot take for some of our season one listeners. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, we're talking about Colin Greenwood actually. Oh, big baseline. Someone on someone on Twitter asked me the other day. They said after doing the radio hit season, do you where, where do they compare to Muse for you now? Yeah, or you prefer them mm. now, don't you? My no, my response was my response was Radiohead are objectively better musicians <laughs> and more creative and do more things, but Muse are my special boys and I love them and I enjoy listening to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those are two different, you know, vibes, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, we've talked about this. There's been times where I found the listening part of this season quite exhausting. Mm, yeah. No. Craig Curry has commented on this YouTube video. It just says, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> and he, and uh, Craig Curry has commented under this podcast episode and he says, "What the fuck what is this? What the fuck is this?" <laughs> and a Craig Curry to you. Kringles commented, "Dryas Van Noten could only afford to set to session one Radiohead member, so they chose the backbone." Nice. Oh yeah, that absolutely. is good. I thought it was going to be mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can be as mean about Colin as you like, but he's the bassist of Radiohead Some, and he's very some, rich and happy. Someone's yeah. commented saying, love Colin from Malaysia. Peace emoji. No, he's from Radiohead. Yeah. Well, no, so. apparently he's from Malaysia. Oh. I love him. Hey, I think, I think he's from Oxford, isn't he? Adam, I don't know what to say, mate. Love Colin from Malaysia. Peace emoji. All right. He's just, he's, but he's not from Malaysia. Adam. Yeah. Adam. Yeah. Love. Co- Amen as... Sadiq Sharahom yeah. says, love Colin from Malaysia. Mm. Right, he's talking about someone else. Oh, he's just this. commenting on a random video saying, love Colin from Malaysia. Love Colin from Malaysia. Yeah. Think there's anyone called Colin in Malaysia? I reckon yeah. this is one of the only okay. bits of Radiohead content on YouTube that only has 35 comments. <laughs> That's probably a good show. Still stunning, isn't it? Stunning work, I think. Stunning. Ah, stunning. A grown <laughs> That got out of my brain. That shows the TikTokness of, of how much it affects our brain because I don't think that every 10 seconds anymore. Yeah. I now think, hmm? Who, me? <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Just hanging around every 10 seconds <laughs> yeah. instead. That's Beetlejuice. He was a boxer. No, Beetlejuice is a character from... Uh, Please so good. do not say it again. I am begging you, do not say it again. What, okay? the, the name of that guy? Yeah. Did you hear they're making a sequel? To what? Please, to Michael Keaton. Please, please. Don't. It's like the Scottish play, we can't say it. How, ma- how, big, how big a space does it have to be? Because like, y- you've said it three times in your life. Beetlejuice no, the gap. Oh, Steve's got one left. He's got one left. But weirdly... Michael Keaton from Batman has turned up. Because <laughs> I said it twice. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. <laughs> I think he says that in the flash. Yeah, movie. yeah I've seen the clip and it made, I'm it, gonna it made me want to die. I'm yeah. going to quit everything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, I was in the cinema the other day and they, I, they had the new trailer for that film. And <laughs> they <laughs> truly are, they really are marketing that film as... It's the Batman film. Flashes, flashes here. Flashes yeah. also here. Yeah, you know, right. Have you seen the rumours? No, don't, don't want to know. Don't, don't just because you like spoiling things for yourself. I oh, don't. is it going to spoil the Flash movie for you? So I don't there get if go. it's something. That, if guys, it's something that I will guys, actually get a little, oh, little kick out of, I'll enjoy it. Steve. Guys, that's so the shut end. That's the end. 
that's, oh, yeah, that's the end just of, slagged it off but you might enjoy it that's the oh, end I'm of Colin Greenwood because it cost me nothing bass you know? guitar solo performance from, yeah that was uh, certainly something September 25th 2013 in Paris uh, so there you go I'm huh? a little disappointed he did Iron, My Iron Lung why? I'm disappointed that he did some Radiohead and not just, I'm going to do well, my own got, thing. Cause... You've got to play the hits, haven't you, I think. But then why did you only do My Own Lung about three times? It's the best song by Radiohead. Because it's the best Radiohead song, probably. It's yeah. not true, is it? The best Radiohead song as anyone can play guitar. Um, yeah, that, okay, yeah, I'll give, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Um, only played, only specifically when played whilst drowning. What are we at then? About 34 yeah. minutes. Got something else for us? Uh, nope. Uh, so he uh, he played in Nick Cave's band for a little bit, didn't he? He did for a little. Bit. Oh, is that is that over already? No. That, well, interestingly, <laughs> so he played in the he played on the Nick Cave and Warren Ellis tour, and that's like a full band. Now they had a drummer. It was obviously what Colin. did Ellis do so wrong? They had Colin on the bass. They had like some. Uh, they had three backup singers that provided sort of like gospel flavour to Nick Cave's songs. Uh, so they did that tour. The next tour is Nick Cave and Colin Greenwood. Nick Cave on the piano and vocals. Colin Greenwood on the bass. Oh wow! Are they so, actually like advertising it as Nick Cave and Colin Greenwood? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow! Oh wow, that's great. That's Colin yeah. Greenwood really moving up in the world. He is, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. From one of the biggest bands on earth. Do you want to See. watch a, a Nick Cave video? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, do, I don't. I mean, I've, been, I've said this a few times. I don't like that I'm going to have to know what Nick Cave sounds like because it's, you know, I've got this thing in my head, this imagined thing. I've played him three or four times on the Yeah, I know, but Adam. Yeah, yeah but also you love okay, Peaky cool. Blinders, Lucas. And you, you love Peaky Blinders. I do love, the, I do love those cheeky Cockney boys. You love those Cockneys, don't you? I also, what's, sorry, just to be clear, what's Peaky Blinders got to do with Nick Cave? Uh, Red Right Hand is the theme chin. And that's a Nick Cave song, is it? Yes. You've definitely he heard... Co- is he also a Cockney? No, he's Australian. But you've heard Red Right Hand. Yeah, it goes... Red Right Hand. Yeah, that's it. Uh, okay, we, we don't have to watch a, a Nick Cave thing. I can't. We really said find yes. Put a stick it on. No, I can't really find a good one, to be honest with you. Um, you're Adam, not- it doesn't need to be good. It just needs to fill time. You're not oh, going to want to watch uh, him perform <laughs> Ghosting. Uh, that's Please subscribe yeah. to our Patreon. Um, that content's better. Um, 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 what shall we do? Uh, that, I, could, that. I could read some emails. Yes. <laughs> Fucking hell. Poor Colin. All right. Let's Poor catch Colin. Up with some emails. Specifically, Let's. Adam, sorry, can you read out ones that are really nice to us and say how great we are, please? Thank you very much. I don't think we've got any more. Or of those any that specifically left. relate to Colin. Maybe? I'll tell you what I've got. I've got some from over a year ago. Would you like those? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> okay, great. This is those people have stopped listening and they <laughs> won't listen to the Colin Greenwood episode, but let's get them on. <laughs> Here we go. This is from Stunned Fox. Uh, hi, guys. As someone for whom getting into Radiohead was a logical next step from getting into Muse, nice to have the podcast follow effectively the same path. Billy Eilish sojourn aside, variation in the type of artist you cover is great, and I look forward to more of that down the track, but covering more of my all-time favourite bands ultimately won't ever fail to delight. The Muse slash Radiohead comparisons seem like such a meme sometimes that it feels weird to recall that encountering exactly that link in the wild is what prompted my interest in Radiohead. 
2010, 16 years old and obsessively proselytizing. Is that this person's cleverer than us? And they're in our Discord as well, and they're very clever. Um, Obsessively proselytizing about Muse to anyone who would listen in the way only someone in that age range really can. I found a willing ear and a successful convert who, to United States of Eurasia of all songs, responded, Yeah, I like that quite a lot, actually. The singer sounds a lot like. Radiohead. A hasty swap of MP3 playing devices ensued, and hearing songs like High and Dry and No Surprises, my interest was well and truly piqued. The actual method I employed to dig deeper into their back catalogue warrants some remark. For reasons hard to really fathom with hindsight, I decided simply to place a hold on all seven albums out at the time with the library and listen to each one when it arrived for collection. A decision that hit very interesting results when the first two came in simultaneously. The Benz and Kid A... At home that night, I put the Benz on first and was in genuine, this might actually be the best thing I've ever heard or of it. I did a few other things and later in the evening played Kid A, which was cold, impenetrable, not repellent exactly, more maintaining its distance. The rhythms and tones and textures were there, but I couldn't make my way into them at all. So a rather mixed start to the journey. I found my in for every album sooner or later, and Kid A definitely deserves some acclaim, although for me, part of that is still the respected more-than-love kind. I suspect my album ranking is relatively conventional otherwise, and given my top two songs are the same as Adam's, just in opposite order, Let Down and How to Disappear Completely, maybe I'll find it hard to have too much to say on Radiohead that's particularly insightful or rare. Still, I expect there's an entertaining season ahead. Again, this was... Mm, emailed him over a year ago (laughs) was going to say fun but i'm not sure an episode on say meeting people is easy is going to quite match that description it certainly will be interesting to see how a season where each of the three hosts has a pre-existing familiarity with and liking for at least a specific part of the artist's oeuvre not sure how much mileage there'll be in the drill ep episode coming out this monday though Ah, oh my god, this episode, this, this email is so old. And <laughs> Fox. Fantastic. Thank you. Uh they used to email back in the uh back in the old uh the old Manix days as well. Um some interesting stuff in there. Uh I, I think uh, they pointed out maybe they'll find it hard to have too much to say on Radiohead that's particularly insightful or rare. How do you guys think we did over the season? Do you think we've said anything that's particularly insightful or rare? Hasn't it all been said about Radiohead? Absolutely. I think it's all been said before. It's just that maybe we were oh, uh, we said it with, I, I a, I with a slightly more stupid sort of thought. No, I, I think Adam's had a lot of really good takes. Actually. Thank you, I think Luca. Me and, Thank I think you, me and you have probably yeah. just talked, you know, like idiots. <laughs> That's not true. That's uh, not true. I think Adam's made a lot of really good points. And I mean, but then, I mean, for all I know, they all those points Adam said have been said a thousand times and Adam's pretending they're original. He Googled well, no, come on now. Radiohead <laughs> facts. <laughs> Come on, that's not fair. That's not fair. Uh, Adam, I didn't say that's the case. I said I don't know. Uh, Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, Certainly the Muse season when I was in charge of doing stuff, every opinion, I just just found a Reddit thread, copied and pasted people's words and pretended they're my own. Sometimes you didn't even like get out, the username was still in there and you still said it. Yeah. I've never gone further than Wikipedia for this whole series. It's, yeah, it's mad. What? Huh? Have you ever been on Wikipedia though? There's you didn't so go to much any, on you it. Didn't, you didn't go to any like any interview, like 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 you know interviews on like. No, I don't think so. How have we, how have you got such good take? Like Wikipedia is not that thorough. Obviously, obviously making a joke, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just obviously doing a joke, which is one of the things that we sometimes like to do. I'm pretty sure you've read books about each album. I've written a book. Anyway, we'll talk about that. Oh, no, no, stop. All right, humble brag. 
On today's episode, I'd like to talk to you about Buzzsprout, the user-friendly podcast hosting for non-techie people. I think that if this podcast has achieved anything, it's showing that literally anybody can start a podcast. Do you need any previous experience? No. Do you need top-of-the-range audio equipment? No. Do you need entertaining or insightful content? Absolutely not. But there is one thing that you will need, and that's podcast hosting or somewhere to store your podcast and deliver them to all of those podcast places, like the one where you're listening to this now. So if you're thinking about starting a podcast, just do it. We here at Big Mates Enterprises use Buzzsprout to host and publish our podcast because it's the best and easiest way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed on all the major podcast directories within minutes of finishing your recording. That's Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Castbox, Pocket Cast, Podbean, Podcast Addict. The list goes on and on. The other thing we've found is that not only do you get useful and easy to understand statistics about how well your podcast is doing, but also that the support team is super helpful with somebody always on hand to answer questions and help our podcast succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message to the world, and you'll get a great-looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening, tools to promote your podcasts, and much, much more. But wait, because the more is now! (laughs) Because if you follow the link in our show notes when you sign up, it lets Buzzsprout know that we sent you, and do you know what that gets you? $20 worth of credit when you sign up for a paid plan, and that warm feeling in your stomach knowing that not only are you on your way to podcast greatness, but that you've helped support this show too. So if you're starting your podcast, or you're looking to move your podcast, use Buzzsprout and follow our link in the show notes. Back to the episode. This is from Sam Hellings. Hello! Hello. The subject, by the way, is a great email start. It's dress like your niece. Uh, So it piqued my interest for for sure. Mm. Um, I've just finished listening to the I Might Be Wrong live recordings episode because I'm still awake. Uh, They sent this in at four in the morning. Uh, I want to start with a quick thank you for helping me get past the radio head is just a lot of bollocks for pretentious wankers barrier that Mm. I'm sure a lot of people have. I was always a bit put off by that, despite being quite a pretentious wanker myself. But clearly they are, and I don't use this phrase lightly, quite good. I actually remember when someone told me I should listen to OK Computer when we were in about year 9 or 10. I got through Airbag and then turned Paranoid Android off after a couple of minutes because I thought it was too long and got bored how things have changed. I haven't got a great deal of original opinions on uh, Radiohead specifically, but I was wondering if you'd thought more generally about the way the podcast affects how some of us interact with a new artist. Having first listened to the Muse season with Lucas's level of knowledge about them, it's been a really interesting process hearing these songs mostly for the first time on the podcast, getting your opinions and all the context, and then really getting to know each album on my own accord. I'm not entirely sure what my point is here, but I wonder how many other people have had the same sort of experience, whether it's Radiohead, Mannix, Muse or Billy. For me, it feels like I already have a much more personal connection with Radiohead than I otherwise would have done, despite not being a fan at any point contemporarily. Looking forward to discovering the rest of your podcast. No, 
Looking forward to discovering the rest of their discography with you, uh, especially <laughs> especially all. So immediately seven, made it about us. I just, I just thought he must have been complimenting us. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't see. I, I literally just saw. Anyway, uh, anyway, here are a couple of side notes that I thought about while listening to this episode in particular. Is Lucas aware of the Why Us version of Spinning Plates? You both mentioned the piano version as a highlight of the live album, but because for some reason I listened to disc three of the Kid A Amnesiac before Amnesiac, it's the version I'm way more familiar with. Now, Lucas is aware of that, but he will tell you that he's not because he's forgotten and will not accept that I played it to him. I will not be gaslit. Okay. When, <laughs> when, did you, uh, when did you play it? On, on the, the kid a manesia. I do uh, remember that. Yeah. I vaguely remember. I don't remember what it sounded like, but I remember it's like that a, you played another one. It's like blend a blend of the piano and the electronics sort it's of like version. the fog. Yeah, exactly. Similarly, I just wanted to know if it's really funny to you that because I haven't listened to a Moonshape Pool yet, the Pulk slash Pull version of True Love Waits is sort of the canon version for me. I really Ooh. quite like it, but I have absolutely no idea how it compares to the Moonshape Pool version. I know you'll cover it all when you get to it. But I guess that counts as another version of the song from the Kid A Amnesiac era. Kind of. It's kind of from the kind of from the OK Computer era as well. I think that's everything. Apologies for the ramble. Sam. No, that's great. And uh, so I would say that that whole thing about um, listening to the podcast without really knowing lots about the artist and that's how you got onto the artist. That's why we did Manix. Well, that's why I wanted to do a Manix podcast is because I think there's loads of people who would like the Manics, if they had someone to really, really guide them through it, you know? And that the same thing has happened with Sam here in Radiohead. And the same thing happened to me. I'm now kind of a U2 fan, be- literally because I just like the hosts of yeah. a U2 podcast. Yeah. You talking U2 to me. And so by osmosis, I, I heard lots of really funny stuff, lots of interesting stuff, all these songs by U2. And now I just go in with an instantly positive sort of vibe towards that band because I had got so much enjoyment out of listening to it. So it's nice to hear that that has kind of happened with some of our listeners as well. Um, and I yeah, think- I think there's a lot of people that listen to, to Billy that never would have done and then, and then um, got a lot of enjoyment out of her music. Yeah, um, and that's what we're going to kind of try and do with the, with the next one. The, the next series is a bit... Because we said, you know... If if the bracket the the competition that we did that uh, listeners voted on 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 a bunch of artists to, to, for what we would cover next we said well if it's going to be an all male white rock band from the nineties we'll probably do something a little bit different in between and the finalists without spoiling who won were REM and Nirvana so yeah. and I know REM are from the eighties but the peak of their career is the nineties yeah. so <laughs> either way no matter who won season five some of you are going to hate it. Uh, <laughs> should we have a little bit of uh should we have a little bit of negativity not negativity but a little Absolutely. bit of criticism a little bit of criticism let's let's really come on let's let's uh take ourselves, ourselves down a peg or two yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what i mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah peg yeah. us good daddy dear big no, mates not you you twats get your, your big yeah. twats this is silly <laughs> faces this oh, is George. from this is from cindy uh, who has emailed him before as like a huge uh, Radiohead fan, worked at EMI while Radiohead was signed to them. So kind of has a bit of an insight knowledge here. Uh, and the uh, email is titled, On Meeting People is Easy. Hi, it's me again, the OG day one Radiohead fan. Lucas is killing me. 
The thing is, there's a bit of irony that this entire discography, deep dive and analytical experience must be tempered with, of course, the fact that Radiohead fans are a bit pretentious. We're well aware and we're proud of it. We have been from the beginning. We hated Creep as much as Tom hated Creep and despised the fans who were at the shows just to hear it. Hindsight is tricky. Again, I worked at EMI and Creep was a lot. There were buttons and posters emblazoned with I'm so fucking special. Stone Temple Pilots released a song called Creep to add to the confusion. And again, everyone played guitar and wanted to be a rock star. I have a copy of Meeting People is Easy on VHS. Yes, I'm old. And of course, it's one of my favourite music documentaries. They were taken aback and were genuinely those guys that you see in the movie. Backstage on the OK Computer Tour, my bestie and I talked with Phil Selway for about an hour about music, being overwhelmed by the beast that was at the time, and generally shooting the shit. He was quite witty and unassuming, but tired. Most importantly, he loved the fact that we didn't even recognise him for the first 10 minutes of our conversation, just like in the documentary. I think that's absolutely fine. They were the most famous band in the world, but also not. They weren't selling a look. They were changing the face of music. They had no idea what they'd gotten themselves into. My favourite creative writing teacher in undergrad told me that if your writing speaks to everyone, you might not be saying anything. A la Kurt Cobain, I think there's a great deal of apprehension, self-reflection, self-doubt, anxiety that comes with receiving such broad acclaim for your creative expression. It makes you question what you've said when everyone tells you it's the best thing they've ever heard. Imagine that for a moment. What a ride, especially when, at the same time, the bouncer wouldn't let you into your own party or two drunk girls don't know you're the drummer and are just enjoying your company. We didn't even ask for an autograph. It seemed too common. There we go. That's from mm. Cindy. That's nice. I, I would love to hear more people about, like, meeting Radiohead, you know? Uh, that, I mean, you met Tom York, and now you're best friends. Yes. Um, well, yeah. We are. We are best friends. That's true. Yeah. And, but, yeah. Lucas, you're killing her. You're killing. You're killing Cindy. Yeah. You're killing. Softly or hmm. by killing them softly? With your words? My words. <laughs> That's a fucking pull from Luke, isn't it? Bloody hell. <laughs> Hang on, is it killing me softly with my with your words? Uh, is it song? Killing me softly with his song. Yeah. Killing me softly with his song. With his And Lucas, that is correct because it's called Killing Me Softly with His Song. That's the name of the track. I I know because I'm an enormous I'm an enormous fan of <laughs> yeah, you love Hershman <laughs> <laughs> Steve, who did that song? Oh, come on. Really? Oh, no, I'm going to leave Hershman. it. It's the Foo Fighters. That's right. Who actually did Killing Me Softly? Come Fugees. on. Okay, <laughs> this is an email from Avery P, who I recognise. Hi, Adam, Stephen Lucas. This is Avery, TikTok Mutual and Goofy Top 100 Albums gal. Yes, she does this whole series where she went through like her top 100 albums. And there were some albums in there that I have literally no idea about. And so I'm, I'm slowly going to try and cobble together a little playlist of her top 100 albums because some of them look very interesting. There's a lot of uh, uh, Russian 
uh, goth music on there. Oh, so, yeah? Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, Avery's been very nice to us and said, I wanted to thank you all immensely for your latest three episodes on Hell to the Thief. I'd frequently heard this album was overwhelming and that's kept me from listening. After your latest episodes, though, I'm quite enjoying a lot of the tracks. There There is an absolute favourite. I always appreciate your commentary and really enjoy your takes. I'm so happy every time a new episode is released. I can't wait to hear your thoughts on In Rainbows. It's my second favourite Radiohead album but contains two of my top five Radiohead songs. Body Snatchers and Reckoner. Thanks for sharing so much great music. I also don't know much about Manic Street Preachers yet, but look forward to listening to your season on them next. Cool. Avery, I think P.S. Really Lucas, like- you're killing me. Yeah, also Lucas, you are killing me. Softly um, with my song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Um, bow, 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 bow. Avery, you're gonna you're gonna like Manic Street Preachers. Uh, j- just judging from your top 100 uh, stuff that you did on TikTok. Just dive right in at the Holy Bible. I know we always say like, oh, start with everything, let's go. Just get stuck in with the Holy Bible, Avery. That's yeah, my do it properly and listen along with our podcast. Oh yeah, you could do that, but then you've got to start with uh, you got to start with the old bloody Generation Terrorists, right. haven't you? Yeah, but they can just listen to it with our help. Do you want to hear from Eric Klein, or are you fed up of them? No, I want. <laughs> nah. I want okay. Eric. Cool. Bad. The, the subject line is: Is Radiohead really music? Brackets. The answer might shock you. I'm in. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. Absolute I'm in. clickbait. Absolute yeah. clickbait. Is it a top ten list? I don't think so. It's My attention not, span it's... can only deal with top ten lists. Okay. Well, uh, you know, I don't want to be unkind to uh, Eric, but did you, I was reading his name, and his name's Eric Klein, and I said I don't want to be unkind to Eric. So sorry about <laughs> that. It was not a d- deliberate pun. Yeah, but I don't good. want to be unkind about uh, Eric because we love everyone who emails in. But Lucas. This email is going to test your uh, attention span. Here we go. <laughs> right. Hello, Adam Steve. I'm just going to go for, go for my Yorkie. Yeah, go for it, mate. I am writing in to tell you all how much I've been enjoying your podcast. As a diehard Radiohead fan for the last 21 years, I find the depth and breadth of your coverage really wonderful. I thought I knew most of what there is to know about the band, but I've been pleasantly surprised to discover new and genuinely interesting facts and tidbits, particularly in the very early days of the band, where my knowledge was admittedly a little thinner. My main reason for writing you, however, is to relay my own story of becoming a Radiohead fan. I hope that rather than simply being a self-indulgent memory dump, which it almost definitely is, you might find it interesting as my story hinges on the exact raison d'etre of your podcast. In December of 2000, at age 15, the high school band in which I was a member of the percussion ensemble took an international trip from a suburb of New York City to London to compete and or play in some international competition slash festival, the details of which have been long forgotten by me. I love the way this guy writes. What I remember most clearly about that week, and I'm butchering it, what I remember most clearly about that week are the events that set me on a path of discovering and subsequently loving the greatest musical artists of the modern era. He's going to talk about Muse. In one of our free blocks of time, my friends and I visited a record shop. I can't remember what nonsense I bought, but afterwards sitting around with a friend comparing our hauls, he pulled out Radiohead's Kid A, which had just been released a few months prior. I remember staring at the disc, looking at Stanley Donwood's album cover artwork, and clearly thinking this was something new, and I knew that because it still had the plastic wrapper on it. I had never seen an album art that looked anything like that before. I had been aware of Radiohead, and I knew that OK Computer was a big deal, but I couldn't have told you any songs on it by that point, and wouldn't have recognised them if they came on the radio. 
Anyway, my friend opened the disc and something caught his eye behind the plastic that held the disc. He started to take apart the disc case and hidden behind the plastic bit that holds the CD was a hidden art booklet filled with more artwork from Stanley and Tom. This blew my teenage mind. Later on in the evening, we put on the album in one of our hotel rooms, but the room was filled with other people and whatever shitty speakers we had available to us didn't exactly lend themselves to an ideal listening experience. However, I remember hearing some spacey blippity bits and being very curious about what the rest (laughs) of it might sound like. When I got back to the US, I bought my own copy as soon as I could. I immediately took apart the case, only to be very disappointed that my edition did not have the hidden art booklet. Perhaps that was only a UK thing. My family was going on a trip that included a four-hour car ride that weekend. So there I was, sitting in the back seat of my family car with my disc man that had absolutely no shock protection and probably the worst plastic and foam headphones available at the time, about to listen to what I now know to be the greatest album of all time for the very first time. I fucking hated it. I was dumbfounded. I didn't understand what I was listening to. Where were the choruses? Where was the rock music? These songs didn't seem to do anything or go anywhere. I remember sulking in the back seat of my parents' car, being genuinely pissed off that I had wasted $13.99 on something I would no doubt never listen to again. I remember thinking exactly these two thoughts, and this is the point I apologise it's taken me so long to get to. These aren't songs, and this isn't music. After that, I mostly put the album away, and yet I still felt compelled by it. I couldn't really tell you why, but a few months later I found myself pre-ordering the special edition of Amnesiac, which would be released in May 2001. Maybe it was the memory of the artwork in that hidden booklet that compelled me to do so, or maybe I just wanted to seem cool, because at that point I had certainly not been into their music. The Amnesiac special edition, by the way, took the form of the actual red book with the crying minotaur, like the one that graces the album cover. Really cool stuff. I put on the disc, again on that same shitty fucking disc man with no shock protection, carefully setting it on the sturdiest surface I could find, lest a tiny breeze cause the album to skip and stutter. I fucking loved it immediately. Packed like sardines in a crushed tin box hit me at my core. Being in percussion, the rhythms and electronic drums in that song were exactly what I wanted and needed to hear. I loved song after song. I listened to that album backwards and forwards. It just made sense to me. And then... I went back to Kid A and it was like listening to it again for the first time. It just totally clicked in a way I never would have imagined. Very quickly, Kid A took over the top spot in my album rotation. From then on, I was hooked. I remember walking out of my internship in 2003 unannounced so I could walk to Tower Records and buy Hail to the Thief on its release day when they opened at 11am. I've bought every special edition album ever since. I've seen them live 20 times. When I tire of listening to the albums, I listen to the live music or the B-sides or Tom York or Johnny's film scores. All told, Radiohead and the Radiohead adjacent probably compromises 60-70% to 70% of my listening habits. My favourite albums in no particular order are Kid A in Rainbows and Hail to the Thief, which is perfect and remains the most criminally underrated album of all time as of writing this i have not yet heard your episodes on it i pray you do not disappoint also talk show host which i realize is not an album not on an album but a song so fucking incredible that it deserves its own top spot on that list i feel incredibly lucky to have lived in the time of the greatest band of all time and i've been able to follow along on their trajectory for what is now the majority of their career even if it felt like i was late to the game at the time all of this is a very long-winded way of confirming that yes radiohead is music I'm happy to consider the matter now closed and to eat my words more than 21 years ago. More broadly, radio had taught me that young and impressionable age of 15 that music is not just entertainment, music is art. It is at its best when it's challenging and engaging and finds something that resonates within you. Obvious now, but not so much to a young teenager. 
The two were linked inextricably from the moment I saw that hidden art book in Kid A. My walls are now lined with prints of Stanley Donwood's work. My shelves stacked with the heavy tomes of all this special edition vinyls. My PS5 loaded with the Radiohead exhibition and the air vibrating around me with the music. Despite all this, I never considered myself much of a fanboy. I know little about the personal lives of the members involved, outside of what they have shared themselves in interviews, which is to say I have found loads of interesting bits in your deep dive into their career. I love the show and the rapport you three seem to have with each other, perhaps because it reminds me so much of the conversations I have had with my friends over the years about music. Keep up the great work and I look forward to hearing how wrong you all are about Hail to the Thief. Thank you, Eric. It's good that they picked up on the rapport. What it shows is that we are really good at acting. Yeah, I know. Really it's, good it's improvisation. Crazy. The fact that people have believed that we've known each other for years and we're friends and aren't just like, we weren't just put together mm-hmm. by a mogul sort of, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. X Factor style. Manufactured to, to, podcast. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that people haven't picked up on that yet shows that we're obviously, we, 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 were, we were right to have won that competition that we entered and won. Uh, look, I've always said we're the one direction of podcasting. You, has, yeah. you have said that. I've always a said lot, that. Actually, oh, actually you're Ad- always saying that. Adam's, Adam's um, yeah. obviously Harry Stark. I mean, he's the leader. <laughs> Who's yeah, the really the uh, shit? Liam, that's me. Yeah. Steve's the cringe, yeah, yeah. Steve's the cringe one. Steve's the cringe, cringe one. one. Yeah. I'm the one that no one, I don't know. Zane. Who Zane. cares? He's no yeah, cares. Zane. Straight away. Isn't Zane the cringe one? No. No, Zane, Zane's the prettiest, though, I think, so. Yeah. That's uh, Steve as well, then. They all oh, seem pretty sound. Pop Steve's nice. the pretty one and Steve, the cringe one. did though. you hear that, that Lucas gave you a little compliment there? Did you hear that? I heard it, but I didn't believe it. Shit yeah. sandwich, though, because I said he was the pretty <laughs> one, but I also said he was the cringe one. I'm fine with that. Couple more. Couple more emails, I think. A couple, couple more emails. Uh, we're making a big dent in the inbox. It's lovely. We've still got plenty more left, though. Don't worry. We can get through box. a bunch during the, during the music videos, I reckon. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, this is from Elias Nora. Uh, they say... I know that person. <laughs> they say... Big mates. Congratulations on a stellar podcast and best of luck with the very exciting Patreon launch. Thank you very much. Uh, it's gone... What? Middling? Middling to disappointing. Let's say it's gone that way. <laughs> uh, I've been. I think. To- <laughs> I think it's been good apart from the Discord. Yeah, yeah, apart from the Discord. <laughs> really let me down. Sucks. Jesus Christ. Uh, I've the been. Fact that people write- are like having their own little games on there, and they've got their own like music clubs now, and all this rubbish. Nerds. Nerds. Yeah. Rubbish. A L- yeah. bunch of fucking nerds. Loads of I nerds. thought. I thought it'd be more. I thought honestly, my honest answer is I thought there'd be more nudes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Who would have thought we would have attracted nerds? I've only received three or four nudes, and it's just not. Yeah, sorry. They're all from me and Steve, though, aren't they? Yeah, Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I've been meaning to write this email for a while, but every time I've tried, it's become an emotionally draining exercise. I think he might be talking about the Discord again. I don't know. So I'm going to try one last time, attempting to keep it brief and not get into the weeds. Don't read this out if it's too much of a bummer, I guess. I'm also not going to go into the political context, so forgive me for any assumed knowledge. Background on my interest in Radiohead. I fell in love with OK Computer and was completely obsessed with them up until around Amnesiac. All my time in front of my computer was spent refreshing the official message boards and talking shit with other fans into the wee hours of the night. I was still a big fan after that, although not so obsessive, and King of Limbs was the first Radiohead album that didn't resonate deeply with me. I felt disconnected from them and my interest drifted. Some cultural background on me. While I've lived my whole life in Australia... Ah, oh, good day, mate! My parents are from Lebanon, and I spent most of my childhood speaking Arabic. Do a Lebanese accent. Arabic. 
nope. I've, I've lost <laughs> most of my capacity to speak it, but I can still understand it quite well. So when there's footage on the TV of Palestinian homes being bulldozed as their inhabitants scream out in protest, or when a family mourns for their loved ones after the latest round of Israeli shells take their next victims, I understand their cries in the language of my childhood. It hits deep in a way that's hard to describe, especially when it's so easy for Western media to gloss over the loss of Arab lives and livelihoods. Working with Palestinian artists fairly soon after uni gave me a deeper insight into the experience and an understanding of just how badly the cards are stacked against them. So when the BDS movement began in 2005, I fully supported it. My belief is that when all the power structures that can facilitate change are obstructing the basic human rights of the Palestinian people, then a cultural and financial boycott can be a powerful and effective means of both spreading international awareness and placing political political pressure through the mechanisms of capitalism. I don't think the boycott is a perfect solution, but it's an inch. It's something. And I'm also not a maniac who will disown you if you disagree with it. I have close friends and collaborators who don't think the BDS movement is an effective one, and they give thoughtful arguments as to why, while still expressing solidarity with the Palestinian people through other platforms. So when I saw a bit of a stink kicked around about a planned Radiohead Tel Aviv show in 2017, I thought I'd have a look to see what the band was saying about it. What a band who I had often looked to as being quite progressive on human rights issues was saying about this. Most of what I saw was Tom having a whinge about people telling him what to do, in his words claiming that he was being treated like he was so stupid he can't make these decisions by himself, and getting super defensive about the pressure from other artists and public figures to boycott the show. Ah, poor rich babies. The other quote I remember him saying was, we don't endorse Netanyahu any more than Trump, but we still play in America. Which always struck me as a weak argument, considering the, pol- the completely different political dynamics and power balance in those two examples. No words, though, on the oppression and dispossession of the Palestinian people. What was I expecting from a rock and roll band? It's not their business to save the world, but this felt different. These guys have been my heroes, and they were in a position to really bring some awareness to a dire situation that feels much more important than playing a few songs. To hear them dismiss the notion of boycotting the Tel Aviv concert in such a pissy and unconsidered way completely turned me off them. I remember thinking, is Tom York just a dumb cunt? And really reconsidering any former connection I'd had with music and words he'd written. Connections which had been substantial. I appreciate that my reaction was very driven by strong emotional impulses. It's a landmine topic for that. And in my research for this email, I found two things I don't remember seeing previously. One was Tom being slightly eloquent in an explanation, saying music, art and academia is about crossing borders, not building them, about open minds, not closed ones, about shared humanity, dialogue and freedom of expression. I think we read that out on the episode, which is a nice enough thing to say, but I believe in this case that action is more important and they had an opportunity to be a strong part of that. And while I appreciate that Johnny is married to an Arab Jew and has both Palestinian and Israeli friends that would inform the band's decisions to a great degree, my personal opinion is still very much shaped by the experience that my Palestinian friends had and they are all strong supporters of the BDS movement. Ultimately, I just felt disappointed. Disappointed that a band I'd once adored, a band I'd once put on that special pedestal that only naive, impressionable teenagers know how to erect had behaved in a way that I'd found to be a betrayal of some of the basic values of human rights and social justice that I held dear. So I kind of stopped listening to Radiohead for a while. Jump forward to 2022 and the question was asked, what is music? Your Radiohead season was a way back in for me. It reminded me of why I'd loved the band so much in the first place and how much I still cared about their music and just how fucking good it is, how important they were to the whole landscape of modern alternative music. I've learned to start loving them again, 
but I don't think they'll ever hold the same idealized place in my heart that they had once occupied. Okay, now I'm at the end of this email. I'm not even sure why I've written it. I'll send it anyway, but I don't think it contributes to the conversation much. I've tried to keep it more personal than political, but maybe I've just failed on both accounts. We live in urban hell. We destroy rock and roll. Love you all. Elias. Uh, I read that out because we didn't have that voice on our episode, yeah. right? We just kind yeah, of because reported who are we what to... radio... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll, exactly. We'll, we'll say the facts of what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I thought that was a very interesting uh, counterpoint, very thoughtful, um, very eloquent, uh, and, you know, broadly very right as well. Like, I don't... I think I said on the episode, I don't have a huge uh, sort of opinion in, uh, on this thing because I'm just not knowledgeable enough about it. But I know that you guys are, so why don't you guys sound off? Human rights are important and... And? Uh, and... Um, Oh, conflict is bad. Oh, all conflict's bad? Yes. All of it. I'm committing. Okay, fine. He's committed. All, all conflict. conflict. Bad. Yeah. Um, it's also completely separate point. That it's very nice to me that the start of this season kind of brought them back to, to, to see them just as a band and to not have that um, cloud. That, that's just a cool thing, right? Um, so that's, that's very nice to that is also very nice, yeah. Let's hear from Jez Dixon. Why not? Big Jez. Big yeah. up, Big Jez. Hey, big mates. Firstly, may I hey, congratulate you on creating the podcast that I think I've needed all my life. Oh, I've Same. been a Radiohead oh. nerd for about 30 years now, give or take, and your lovely wafflings have scratched an itch that I didn't realise was there until about six months ago. I did find another Radiohead-based podcast a few years back, but I gave up on it for several reasons. One being the male host kept telling his female co-host to eat a dick. I, don't, I, I mean, I don't, I've not heard that podcast, but whoa. Um, without being too sycophantic, and we do encourage our listeners to be sycophantic, without mm. being too sycophantic, you three have a great chemistry and the research is so in-depth that even a Radiohead obsessive like me is learning lots. The OK Computer episodes were a particular highlight. Anyway, I write to you for two reasons. Firstly, I can't believe how dismissive you were of the song All I Need. Oh, now come here on. we bloody go. For me, the intro of that song is up there in the holy trinity of Radiohead build-up endings alongside Let Down and How to Disappear Completely. I personally love the whole song, but from the moment the piano comes in and Tom hits the it's all right, it's all wrong part, I find it transcendental. It's all about opinions, I guess. One man's vegetable is another man's Harry Patch. That's a, that's a strange sentence if you've never heard the podcast yeah. before, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, it's a strange sentence to Lucas because he doesn't remember either of those songs. Yeah. <laughs> My who's, other, hairy, who's Harry Patch? Good. Yeah. My other reason for writing is to say that I met Tom and Johnny while the band were recording in Rainbows. Really cool. buried the lead on AKA this one. AKA Tommy. Just, yeah, good. I was working in a vintage clothes shop round the corner from Nigel Godrich's studio in Covent Garden, and they came in and had a rummage. As I recall it, Johnny bought a couple of teas and was very quiet at the till, but Tom took me aside and reprimanded me, because although our price tickets said everything in the shop was second-hand, he had found a rail of new leather jackets. In his mm. defence, he was absolutely right. And although I had wanted him to tell, although I had wanted to tell him how much I had enjoyed the eraser, which was actually playing in the shop at the time, I felt like I got a classic prickly Tom York experience. It's comforting to know that he is completely authentic and that he genuinely cares about the planet and/or retail admin. Well, this Keep is the thing. The good Did work. Tom York Karen I'm, him? 
<laughs> yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> uh, keep up the good work. I'm also working my way through the Should I Listen series at the moment. Current verdict, yes, I should. Yeah. Uh, much love. Jez. And he gave us a little kiss at the end. Um. Oh, we're getting loads of kisses. We're yeah. getting loads of kisses. Um, here's an email from uh, Paul Haig. Good afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Please keep it in. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, shaped pool. Yes, lovely. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Some thoughts, if I may. No, you may not. You may. Walter Pater said, all art constantly aspires towards the condition of music. So that's a thing. Is that a thing? (laughs) So what is the condition? I'm stumped, but it seems to have something to do with its ineffability. Makes me think of a quote about the Tao. The Tao that can be named is not the true Tao. So, it can only be experienced and not named or described. We can describe constituent parts of the Tao or music and parts of our experience or feelings in the moment of the music slash Tao, but we cannot define it, maybe, or something. Also, willies and bums and farts. Peace to you, the big mates, Paul. <laughs> I mean, he's really got the vibe of the podcast. He, he there, understands he? the yeah. podcast. Yeah, he knows. Ah, uh, yes, lovely. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Um, I think we'll leave it there. We want to have some uh, like <laughs> saved for the next season so we can continue to talk about Radiohead in the same yeah. way that we keep reading out Manics and Muse-based yes. emails in this season. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, while we're focusing on listeners, uh, mm. I would like to dedicate this episode to none other than one of our biggest mate subscribers, <gasps> Nolan Lind. This Bloody is yours, hell. Nolan. You can do what you want with it. Um, I'm so sorry that this is the episode you get. Um, this is a good episode. We sat and watched a bass solo for 20 minutes. <laughs> I don't know what we did do that. About. We, it's we did the do Colin that. Greenwood episode. That is the end of this episode. Thank you very much for listening. Our next episode is out next Monday, and we're going to chill out with each other, have some bloody fun, and watch all of the Radiohead music videos in a row. So do make sure you go and join us for that. But let us know what you think of uh, Colin Greenwood playing the bass for 20 minutes. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at What Is Music Pod, TikTok at What Is Music. And if you'd like to send in something a little bit longer, maybe have us read it out on the show in the same way that a plethora if people did, you can email us whatismusicpod at gmail.com and if you liked what you heard here and thought I'd like to hear more of that, if you'd like the episode dedicated to you, please head on over to our Patreon page where you'll find all kinds of extra podcast shows, one where we revisit Manic Street Preachers, one where we explore all kinds of different artists, genres, eras to make themed playlists, bonus commentaries, music discussion episodes, ad-free episodes of this show a really amazing Discord community and a phone charger exchange scheme you can head to patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in the show notes for up to two podcast episodes every single week there are also other ways you can support us if you'd like to you could buy some of our merchandise over at whatismusicpod.redbubble.com or send us a little one-off donation over on coffee.com which is ko-fi.com slash swallow what is music the best way to support us however is to do what you're doing right now and that's listening to us and you can also rate the show subscribe to the show share it with your friends all of those things that podcasts ask you to do that about does it thank you again so much for listening but before you go please don't call in Greenwood. don't call in green bye Colin. farrell